You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as is always, is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Oh, happy Monday. How are yeah. you doing? Is your back Again. feeling better? We're getting along. We're getting along. This morning, my leg decided to have this really weird, like, cramp and took up the whole thing. And I, it was the most ridiculous situation I think I've been in that mm. I can think of in most recent memories. <laughs> It was just like, if you can imagine, seven in the morning, I feel like I'm comfy and sleeping. And then all of a sudden, the whole left leg just decided to cramp up. Now, mind you, it's the left leg that's been hurting. That's where the pain has been presenting. (laughs) So I didn't know how to get up. I didn't know how to get out of the bed. Everything was hurting. And I did. The only way I know how to get rid of a cramp is to stand up on it. You know what I mean? Like force everything straight. I like if there's another secret, somebody please tell me. But now I'm in pain. I can't roll. I couldn't figure out how to get to the end of the bed. So as I'm like trying to do that, I finally get close. Then my bla- my foot's stuck in the blanket. So like I couldn't get the foot out of the blanket to get out of the bed. So then I finally just scream for my husband because I'm like, I can't keep doing this. This is starting to hurt too bad and I can't <laughs> fix myself. <laughs> so I call for him. I give it like a five count and then I'm like, ugh, I didn't scream loud enough. It's fine. So like I finally just work through the pain and just push myself up. And so now I'm on the cane and I've got my head against the wall. And then my husband, what? What's wrong? Is everything okay? Come in there, poor thing. And I'm like, yeah, I had a cramp and I didn't know how to get out of bed. <laughs> like now I look back on it. And I'm like, well, that was funny. And poor thing. So I woke him up like 45 minutes earlier than he really had to be awake before he went to work i apologize i'm like i'm sorry i didn't know what to do anymore <laughs> i couldn't get out of the bed <laughs> so after that got settled and i've loosened it up and everything now i'm doing all right but holy crap yeah. man <sighs> freaking cramp just like now i'm useless like a turtle on its back but outside of that it's been a pleasant day so far <laughs> Good. That's what matters. As long as it's been pleasant, you know. Outside of that one thing. Outside of that one thing. So that was just a rough way to start the day. But I laid back down for like another hour and just pretended like the next time I got up was the new start to the day. So, and now it's now it's fine. I think it's the exercises. A lot of the ones they give me seem to be more like calf focused, or maybe that's just where I always feel it. And since I can't do a lot of stretching right now, I'm wondering if it's just like. Or I need more water or a banana. I don't know. All of it. All the above. I probably need all of those things. You're probably not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, in your downtime, what have you been playing? (laughs) Slay the Spire is ruining my life, Steven. It's ruining Mm. my life. I'm not good at it. I keep playing it and MFing that game 
all day long. I'm so addicted to it, yet it's just so frustrating. The RNG for the cards just mm-hmm. makes me batty sometimes. It's my turn to fight. They give me all defense or all attack cards, but yet I'm about to get hit for 51 hit points. Mm-hmm. And you don't get a lot of hit points. So, like, I can't do any defense. <laughs> or then the next time we'll turn around and it's the mob's turn, but it's not going to attack this time because it's going to do a buff. And then I have a mm-hmm. slew of defense. And I'm like, so now I can't even attack. Like, seriously, deck, come on. Who's shuffling this crap? Who's doing it? <laughs> so, but <laughs> I will, I will say, I was, I was, I was quietly watching you play it today. Oh, were you? You should have said hi. Well, I was going to, but then this person in your chat was irritating me because I saw <laughs> what they said to you immediately. No, then I know what time you came in exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, where are you? Why aren't you playing? It was just like, seriously, dude. And you were very polite about it, which is like, I'm trying. I'm hurting. I'm, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Sl- this is so person's would- very new to the stream and has been there for, Apparently. like, this is the third time. First time, totally pleasant. was fine. Everything was good. Second time, mm. a little weird. Called called them out on what I'm sure was a big tall tale they were trying to tell all of us. You know, like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about that whole story later because it's actually kind okay. of funny. That's why I let it go on because I'm like, well, this is pretty creative. I want to see where they're putting themselves <laughs> in the story. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes people in chat kept telling me, you're way more patient than I am. I'm like, no, dude, this is actually kind of funny. I want to see how far they think they're going to take this story. Like, let's just see. <laughs> like, they're not harming anything. I know they're a big fat liar right now, but let's just yeah. see. <laughs> you know? Let's see where they'll go. This could be good content later, guys. Like, let me steal some <laughs> ideas if they're going to throw it out there. Um... But yeah, I yeah. As soon as I saw that, when mm. I sat down, I'm like, "You're supposed to be live right now," and I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, I sat down. It's twelve oh one. Yeah, I'm late, but give me a break. So I did. I told them, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really take kindly to what I'm doing. This free thing for people to be entertained to be like rushed along. Mm-hmm. So I'll get there when I get there." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, okay. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. People are great but on anyway. the internet. They're great. They are. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. But one thing I did kind of want to mention that I noticed this week that I just got a, an update. Remember when I did the review for Not For Broadcast? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. the two things that I said that I, I, I was like, if they're going to work on anything, if they're taking suggestions, that I would love to be able to like replay the videos without having to do the whole game again. And right. also to turn off the f- tutorial part if you wanted. They addressed both things. So if you're nice. one of those who bought it. And you were like, hey, I was wondering if that was going to happen. Um, they uh, uh, they did an update today to address one of the issues and then like two days ago for the other one. So, yay, it's almost like it's perfect for me now. Those were the only two things that I was like, I would love to have this fixed. And sure enough, they did it. So perfect. And then now it's supposed to be updated once a month once they start getting the new content and everything in there. So Nice. Yeah. See, look really, at that. I was, the, I was really happy about that. The- the power of podcasting. Look what we did. We made changes. I would love to say it was me, but I don't know. I probably yeah. wasn't the only one who was like, hey, can we turn off that tutorial? Does it, is it mandatory every time? But uh, Let's just still, yes, I have that power, guys. So guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Talk Look to what me. We did. I'm the dev whisperer. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you have any gripes for a game? Let <laughs> us know and we will voice <laughs> them on the show. <laughs> and it will get fixed in about a month to two months later. <laughs> Actually, it hasn't been that long, maybe like a month. I don't know. Not like it was a broken thing. It was just like a feature. I was like, you know, it would be nice to have, you know, and then bam. 
So now mm-hmm. I kind of want to go back and play it now that I know I can just go to like certain sections and try to go for a better score instead of trying to play the whole game again. So that's really cool. Um, right. But yeah, is that all I played this week? Slave Aspire, probably because I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or, or if I messed around with something else, I guess it wasn't memorable enough. It was just like a time waster that obviously did the trick. Sure. Because <laughs> it's now done. <laughs> How about you? What are you oh, playing? boy. Yeah, let's oh, talk boy, about Oh, boy, he says. I say, oh, boy, because things have, you know, I've changed. I've changed some things. Because let's start with Monster Hunter. Beat uh-huh. it. Got okay. it. Nice. So Iceborne is technically done. But, okay. but as in most games, there's the after thing. So oh, the, we beat, but wait, there's more. Yeah, it's like, well, you beat this thing, but now because you went through the credits and everything, so it's like, mm-hmm. well, you technically won. But if you want to continue, there's this whole okay. other world you can explore. The guiding really? lands. Oh my goodness, go there. And after that, after that last boss, because that last boss was, oh my God, that last boss. You meant it, huh? Was Pumping a chore. some ire. Oh getting, my God. Getting swole. Making life oh, yeah. hard for you. It was just like, ooh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, we weren't sure we were going to defeat it there for a moment because it was just like, it was just constant, constant. It's like, my God, why is this thing not dying? Why is it not dying? Uh, but eventually it died, and we got through it. We're just like, oh, yeah, here we go. And about that time is when we were like, okay. And we just kind of have stopped playing it since. I think maybe we played it once, and I'm saying we, that's me and Katrina. So mm-hmm. we played it maybe mm-hmm. once after that just to kind of, you know, be like, oh, what are we going to do now? I don't know. And I don't, yeah, I don't think we know what we want to do. Like, there are some monsters we've yet to encounter that we've seen, that mm-hmm. we know about, that I would like to fight just to, you know, say I fought yeah. it. So, I actually played it a little today just to kind of see if I'm still kind of into it. Like, did I lose interest shifting off to something else, or would I would I want to come back and try to go a little farther, go a little deeper? And the interest is still there, you know, because... I was looking at some of the things that I had going on, and I didn't do anything major. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. I did one thing major. <laughs> because I don't know if you remember, if you look in your optional quest, there's a little tab, and once you finish everything, it'll say completed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be blue, and sometimes it'll be red. If it's blue, that means you've completed everything that's in there at the moment, but it's not done because oh, there's okay. something you can unlock and gotcha. that will finish it. Maybe you've got to capture something. Maybe you've got to do something and it will unlock another quest or whatever. I've just, I haven't like made it my mission in a way, but I've just kind of been cognizant of it. And there was one open quest in my low to high ranks that I hadn't done. So I was like, well, let's, let's see what it is. And it was like a Uragon in a, in a special arena. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'll go ahead and do that. I'll just go ahead and kill him, be done with it and finish that off, whatever. Doing that unlocked a quest on my nine-star quests. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what this is. It was a special arena quest that was supposed to test your mettle as a hunter. This is the ultimate challenge. So you had to fight 
a Rathalos, a Uragon, uh, a Octoron, and a Legiana. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of different types of monsters. Ice, ble- you know, mm-hmm. bleeding, whatever. It's a whole lot of things. So I'm sitting there thinking, all right, so i got to figure out what weapon can I take just solely for one, and then I've got to make sure that my armor and everything is compatible for everything that they're going to throw at me because it's going to be tough. Even though it really won't because it's a high rank quest, and I'm a master hunter. Yes. So, <laughs> so I go in. And I do it. I mean, they give you 25 minutes to do this and uh, oh wow, smack it off. So I was thinking I would get something really cool out of it. I get rainbow colors for my armor. That's that's Aww. what I unlocked. And it's really, it, that's a lie. Okay, it says <laughs> you've unlocked the rainbow color. You click it and it just rotates the colors throughout your armor. So you just click it again. Do you want green? Nah, I'm going to click it again. Do you want slightly more blue? Nah, click it again. Eh, now nah, it's a little bit more ah, yellow. So it's not it's even like, like multicolored? No. You just get just to like choose so- which color of the rainbow you want to look like? Pretty much. Or so I, was, okay. I thought well. it was going to be a drape of rainbow. Like you would be yeah. gay man, you know? And it would just be this wonderfully rainbow color. No. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, well, mm. I'm disappointed in that. So that's all that was, but I still have one other one uh, to do to test my true metal. And I just, I don't know if I want to do that yet. I feel <laughs> like I can. I feel like I can. Maybe the next prize really is the multicolored. Well, this basket. one better be because this is like you have three elder dragons tempered, which makes them harder. Mm-hmm. And you have to defeat all three of them within the 50 minute time frame and this is the ultimate challenge to prove you're a hunter so i just i feel like i've got it mm-hmm. i feel like i can do it i yeah. just don't know if i want to because there's the stress involved because i can get very very stressed when they're just like psh, 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 smacking me around and you know when i can't get a hit in i'm just like oh my god Oh, so, yeah, I feel that. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, just we'll sit there. still so I can... <laughs> mm-hmm. So I eventually can't. I'll get there. Eventually I'll get there. But mm-hmm. with that said, I did put it down and I did play a little bit of The Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah? Got into that. Yeah. God, I, I got through, I guess, what would technically be the first planet to kind of get mm-hmm. an idea. And the game is definitely... I don't want to make it sound bad. But it's smaller than I imagined it would be. If oh, you kind okay. of follow me here. Yeah, like, like the world-wise? Or... Because when you hear the comparisons to something like Fallout or something oh, like that, sure. because that's where everybody... So you expect this giant open world. Now, granted, yeah. there are places to go. There are different worlds to go. But on that one planet that I was on, it was fairly self-contained. But... I'm okay with that in a way because mm-hmm. I don't want this grand uh, planet hopping adventure where every planet is so big and massive and, oh, God, I don't know where to go. Take 10 years so, to finish. Yeah. And it feels like it's going to be a shorter game in a good way. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's very focused on what it needs to do. There are things to do outside of the main story, but we're going to stay focused here in this nice little bubble. I'm perfectly fine with that. So... Don't make it, I don't don't want it to sound like I'm complaining that it felt small. It's just an mm-hmm. observation. 
that I had. So I was like, it was just set up a little bit differently for you. So the expectations were different. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually happy with that, trying to get a feel for the game. The first big choice they gave me, I really had to think on because they put you in a position where you're going to screw over someone. And you essentially have to decide where the greater good will lie. And that's not an easy thing to come to to terms with because you can look at this one group because when you look at the you know one group you're like well yeah i'm gonna help these people these are great people look what they're doing here Mm -hmm. and then you look at the other group and they sound like a bunch of assholes but if you think of the economics behind it and you start listening Uh, to other people you start thinking i don't want to hurt these people but this makes more sense to help the jackass I don't know what to do. But maybe the good people can learn what the jackasses are doing and you can live in harmony. Yeah. So <laughs> it was... Make up our I, own end of the game. I feel like I made the right choice and uh-huh. I have talked to... Like you can talk to your computer, like your ship computer or whatever. Um, and I, she told me at some points like, well, what is what is the town looking like now? And she's like... It seems to be going, you know, in this way. But then what's funny is even when you feel like you're being rewarded for what you're doing, she in turns mm-hmm. like, but here's what I think. And it makes you feel shit about it. And you're just like, stop. What are you <laughs> so doing? they're doing a good job at having you back over it. Because I really wonder what would it have been like if I had done it the other way? You know, who would I have killed a well, bunch of people? Well, who knows? Maybe I'll finally start it and I'll do the other option and then we can swap notes. Yeah, that would Maybe be amazing. Get, get myself motivated for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, oh, um, I'm going to touch on this because I still technically would like to do a review, but mm-hmm. I dabbled in blood roots. Uh, oh, we'll yeah. Talk about that. We'll talk about that next week since we, things okay. shifted for, for the topic this week. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. do a review for Bloodroots next week. It'll give me more time Perfect. to really delve into it. But I did touch on it, played around with it, so I won't get into that, but I did do that. Uh, okay. Lastly is I did get my hands on the Switch ever so briefly. Yeah. Um, I did get to play. Katrina bought Mario Kart because she wanted us to try it out. I tried playing mm-hmm. with the little side controller. It's so that small, is not, it's hard. That is, oh, it's doable. It's so hard. It's doable. It's just not it's comfy. Not, yeah, I don't like it. So when mm-hmm. I actually created the controller with the Joy-Cons and played it like that for a moment, much better. I need a controller. Mm-hmm. I need a real controller. Sorry, Nintendo. I don't... I can't do that. Yeah. I can't so do it the... It is the, so the, tiny. Yeah, scrunchy <laughs> really hands. Uh, then I also kind of dabbled in the Nintendo Switch Online because we had discussed that because she was talking about getting an online service. Yeah. $20 a year, but we did the family mm-hmm. thing so we could both do it. So for a year, it's not bad. No, 20 and then is I, reasonable. Yeah, and then I wanted to see what their offerings were. They essentially have, you're essentially getting like a PlayStation Now or Xbox games with gold type service with it. Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games. There was a library of stuff. You know, I'm well, sitting there looking. Well, the Switch has so many games, yeah. Yeah. So I looked through some of their old Nintendo games, old Super Nintendo games. They had more Nintendo than Super Nintendo, um, but 
it was just like, you know, if I got bored, I have options. Yeah, you do. And, <laughs> you know, there were there were just so many options. Every game, as far as I know, also has the feature that they seem to have implemented here recently where you can save any point in your game. I, there's a term that they use, and for some reason it's just zipped out of my brain. Mm. But essentially, if I'm playing a level and I know I'm about to get to a hard level, I can save my spot there. If I die completely, I can just reload from that save point. And then continue on again. And on just the NES do... games too? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, That's huge. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing. And I guess I'll be talking more about Switch stuff as I get to explore it. So I mm-hmm. guess now since we have this service, uh, I'm going to be more interested in seeing what games do come out. Because every time they'd be like, new games for the service. I'm like, I don't care. Now I care. Yeah. I want to see what yeah. I have. So, because there were a lot of good choices and a few surprises, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool that they got that on there." So, I'm I'm eager to see what where we go from here. But I played. A, I feel like I played a lot, but I haven't. You know, not long term outside of, of yeah, dabbled. But Outer Worlds is where I spent most of my time. Mm. That's where I've, that's I keep what I've meaning been to start that. I just I just don't. I just never get around yeah. to it because I keep meaning to buy the the Game Pass because now that they have quite a few decent games um to choose mm-hmm. from and i still think you can do like one month for a buck so i really need to just chuck it a buck as you would say and like mm-hmm. go through it and start playing some of the game pass games but um yeah excellent well then let's talk about a little bit of news that we had going on this week there's a good right. amount okay. uh one of those weeks. So, um, first off, there's been more details on the Xbox Series X that was mm-hmm. released this week. Um, I hope nobody thinks we're being Xbox fan people here. It's just PlayStation has not given us anything on their next-gen console. So, um, as soon as I hear anything about that, obviously, we will talk about it. Uh, but Microsoft is just a little bit more loose-lipped right now with what's going on right. with their console. Um, so Phil Spencer actually released a blog post uh, this week. And he gave us some new info on the hardware power ray tracing, a quick resume feature, and a brand new feature Microsoft is calling Smart Delivery. So what do we get? What does this all mean? Um, So with the hardware, they're saying you're going to get 12 teraflops of GPU power. Balls. Like, I can't even wrap my head around. (laughs) that in truth or trash. Oh, yeah. Last year sometime. We'll have to go look that one back up. So hard to keep mm-hmm. track of all the, these truth or trashes. I, I need a better system. Um, but that's like freaking 12. That's amazing. So it was noted that it's uh, four times as fast as the Xbox. Or like, I guess mm-hmm. your original one, two times as fast as the Xbox One. Because um, it, it does have an AMD Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architecture. It said it's using variable rate shading, which gives the CPU time to prioritize the effects in the game's objects rather than focus on the entire screen. This is to make more stable frame rates, higher resolution, and no impact on image quality, according to what they're saying. It'll also support direct X ray tracing. So the environments are to be more realistic, hardware accelerated, um, which they're also touting as a first for console gaming. So we also have confirmation that it is a solid state hard drive, SSD storage, and 120 frames per second support. So this is some, yeah, it's actually... If I were more of a console person, uh, but it's basically a, I mean, it is a PC, right? 
Uh, mm-hmm. So what is all this power getting used on? Well, there will be a quick resume feature, which is promising faster load screens that supposedly could be used on multiple games at once. So I'm really curious to see how this gets implemented. So supposedly mm-hmm. it will return you right to where you were and what you were doing without waiting through load screens and supposedly with more than one game. So it's supposed to be powerful enough to try to keep all that together for you. And as soon as you hit it, boom, right back wherever you were in whichever game you were playing. So I'll be interested to see how that's more uh, a little bit later on. Uh, Mm -hmm. They also have dynamic latency input. So they're saying it's completely optimized for wireless gaming with their controller making everything more precise and responsive. HDMI 2.1 innovation. So apparently they partnered with HDMI forum and TV manufacturers so they can bring you the best gaming experience through features such as auto low latency mode and variable refresh rate. So supposedly this makes uh, it synchronize the display's fresh rate to the game's frame rate, maintaining smooth visuals and no tearing with minimal lag. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, They're also saying backwards compatible. And I mean, they're saying all the way back. Original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will be able to be played on console and obviously hopefully better than before. Um, even Game Pass can benefit from the steady frame rates, load times and resolutions. Um, and then the one that was the most interesting to me was this smart delivery. I'm going to quote what they said about this, um, and then I think we'll all get it, but then I'll bring it down at the end. So this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you are playing it on Xbox One Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We are making the commitment to use smart delivery on all of our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including Halo and a myriad of others, ensuring you only have to purchase the title once to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console you choose to play on. So much yes. Uh, So you buy this game you've bought it. You upgrade to a new console, you get that new version of that game. Bethesda, no more selling me Skyrim 70 times. I wonder what <laughs> devs are thinking about that. I mean, like, that been... is like the coolest thing I've heard. Yeah, there there has been, um, I've seen instances of this before, but it's, okay. it's rare. Well, like, the only I think... instances I've seen is like if I bought a PlayStation 3 game within two or three months of like the new console coming out that they would sometimes slip in there 20 bucks to upgrade or something like that yeah. to a new version. Mm-hmm. I think Journey is the only game that comes to mind that I had on PlayStation 3 that rolled over to PlayStation 4 when I got it. And they're just like, oh, oh you have you have Journey now. And I'm like, oh, cool. So Deal. And I feel like there was another one, but I'm not going to swear to it. Nintendo was the world's worst at it. When oh, yeah? they had their their eShop upgrade up from the Wii, when you went to Wii U, since it was went from standard definition to HD, they're just like, yeah. So we know you have this game, and since you own it, that's great. But if you want an HD version with added features, it's going to cost you a dollar. It's like I bought the game already. And it's like, yeah, I but know. Gonna, if you want the, these features, you're gonna have to pay a dollar. You're gonna have to pay a dollar. Because, you know, it's on the Wii U now. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I bought this game, asshole. Right? Like, I've already <laughs> given you my $60 or whatever it was. Regardless, mm-hmm. I paid whatever price you decided was fair, and now you're trying to charge me again. And it was definitely <sighs> one of those situations, too, where 
you felt like this should have been integrated because 3DS games, same thing. You could Super Mario Brothers. How many times do you have to buy this one yeah. old game mm-hmm. when you feel like one straight purchase should they should be on every platform? All platforms. Yeah. That's the whole. I'm purpose. wondering if it just really had something to do with um, just like you have to code it for each specific thing. Because like with the, with the stuff, the internals changing and all this kind of stuff. So I'm imagining with them doing the backwards compatibility and all that kind of stuff, they're basically saying, hey, now we have the technology to do it. So I'd love mm. to see if this is because I'm just wondering if it's going to be one of those things where we're going to be reporting later on that like a publisher or the developer has to get on board with it. And I almost wonder if that's and I don't know this to be a fact, guys. All of this is just like me spitballing out of my head from what I've been thinking about with this. But like mm. we've seen it with like Stadia or um, GE Force now. And I know those are streaming services but like where they were denied games because the developer or the publisher didn't want to join in on the service i'm wondering if that's going to boil down to something like that too because the developers or the publishers are like hey I, I we want our money for that new version of the game again though so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out i could just be throwing out a bunch of bs that'll have nothing to do with anything later on but um just kind of something i was thinking about since we've seen other services get denied games even though you bought the game because remember, with GE Force, mm-hmm. you were supposed to be just pulling from your own game library. So it'll just be interesting to see how that shakes out. I hope it stays that way because I think that's a fantastic business model to have. Sure. Um, so really, yeah, it just sounds like um, Xbox Series X is starting to pack a mean punch here. So I'm, I'm getting excited to hear if PlayStation will ever have a rebuttal for us. Um, I did see some rumors that... They may not even make their holiday 2020 date for PlayStation, which might be another reason why we're not hearing anything. But again, this is all like rumors that I keep seeing getting handed around. Maybe coronavirus is backing things up and they're not able to get everything built and together the way they like. Um, Or Xbox is scaring them and maybe they're realizing they need to up their game. And that's why they're not saying anything. Maybe Xbox is getting them on some specs there and they they know that's not going to fly so uh whatever yeah. this is again all my own speculations i don't i don't have anything to back this up but <laughs> when you're not saying anything playstation you leave us to just make our own stuff going on it's fun to talk about but you never know they could be waiting in the wings and they have their super mega punch ready to fire and when they're yeah. ready kabow! right <laughs> oh you had 12 teraflops bitch we got 20 what <laughs> is that even possible you know that would be amazing Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you would do with all that power, but we'll figure it out as, as time goes on. Sure. <clears throat> uh, second bit of news I have. The Apex Legends loses their executive producer this last week. Um, Drew McCoy announced on Twitter this week that he is leaving Respawn after 10 years. Apparently in search of just something new. Uh, his okay. tweet says... Today marks the start of a new adventure for me. I will absolutely cherish the last 10 years I spent helping uh, start Respawn and ship some awesome games alongside amazing people. I'll miss the people the most, the daily arguments, successes, failures, and everything in between. For everyone who played our games, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Not sure where I'm going yet, but rest assured, I can't stay away from games too long. Be excellent to each other. So maybe he's just in search of greener pastures. Doing something else doesn't sound like, sounds like it was amicable. Uh, I mean, prior to Respawn, Drew also worked with um, two of the co-founders there, Jason West and Vince Zampella at Infinity Ward on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Um, And he was one of those that came over to Respawn after splitting with Activision. So I don't Mm. know. I think there's like those that original trio might be gone now. Uh, But uh, 
Apex Legends is going on an upswing. So that was one of the things. So it, it wasn't like it had anything to do with Apex, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Because when you're looking at statistics, actually season two was way larger than season one was as far as like player base. Um, and they're still planning new content coming out in 2021. And they also have an Apex, which I didn't know about this, Pro League event that has like a prize yeah. pool with more than $3 million. And that started in January. Wow. So like everything with the game seems fine. So it just seems like maybe Drew is just ready to do something else with his life. And if that's the case or just a new opportunity or more challenges or whatever, um, I wish you the best, man. I mean, I but, wish I could do that, you know, just right. up and say, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to go do something else. Oh, for me to just be qualified to do anything else, any mm. other skills <laughs> where I would just know I could quit and be fine and utilize it. Um, but yeah, I wish you well, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you find what you're looking for. Sure. Um, but uh, as we keep talking about it, uh, I had to actually update this. Uh, so GDC, which originally I was just going to name off all of the people who were backing out. And now I'm just going to have to tell you it has been postponed altogether. Uh, wow. So, uh, it, so it's the coronavirus striking again. Um, we've seen all of the withdrawals from E3 this year. Looks like GDC got hit as bad as well. It's having the same run of luck. Um, Microsoft was the last one to announce they pulled out, and I think that was it because before Microsoft, you had Sony, Facebook, Kojima Productions, EA, and Epic Games that had already said that they weren't going to be attending. So that left me to go, it sounds like they need to just cancel or postpone, which this Mm -hmm. week, I think actually just yesterday, they announced it's being postponed. I've already seen some really heartbreaking tweets about people who have already bought plane tickets and stuff and that it's not refundable. So it looks like some people will just be having a vacation in in California for the weekend. Um, That really sucks. I really would think flights would hopefully work with you on that but again they're allowed to do whatever they want they can screw you over any which way they want um so uh but do keep in mind a lot of these companies have said that they do plan on live streaming what they were going to be announcing at gdc so unfortunately since you can't attend you can still watch so microsoft has announced it will live stream everything it had to reveal in regards to gdc uh which was uh mostly about the xbox series x and the project cloud streaming service and whatever games that their studios were working on um and so that will happen over the three-day period of time it was supposed to happen march 16th through the 18th um some of the other companies i saw were doing the same thing so if there was something that you were super excited to go to check on their website they might actually be doing a live stream event of it instead while you're in your fancy hotel room out there i guess you can watch it on a pc (laughs) i feel so bad um i mean i know i didn't do it but i feel bad for you guys um so that's that's that gdc has been postponed something said canceled something said postponed so i guess if you had tickets hopefully they will be keeping you informed of what's actually going on if they plan on rescheduling it but it sounds like Mm -hmm. if a lot of people are going to be doing live streaming of what they were going to be announcing it might just make this year moot point to even try to get them back together if people are already going to reveal stuff um outside of what it would have been so uh, that sucks. But that's all I had for big news. Everything else is some little quickets here. Um, first one, the Microsoft Flight Sim. Have you seen this? I have not. The newest stuff. Oh, my God. It looks amazing. And I'm not even like a flight simulator necessarily person, you know, but the mm-hmm. graphics on it are so freaking amazing. And it is guaranteeing to have every airport in the world. 
Wow. Okay. 37,000 airports. Uh, so apparently what they did to make everything so realistic is they used a lot of airport databases and aerial phot- photography to make it exact like if you were at that airport. Okay. Um, so real far cry from Flight Sim 95, if we remember that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently yeah. the last iteration had like 27,000 airports, so that still wasn't anything to scoff at. But holy crap, every single airport just kind of caught my eye. I went, wow. Um, and one thing, and I think I heard this on Game Ranks, um, that the data size of this game is mm. 2 million gigabytes. That cannot be right. I that's... don't know. I don't think that's something you could download, but he's just saying like the actual data for all of the flight, the world that you're basically looking mm. at, all of the airports, the detail. That's what I think he, that we were taking into account. I don't think that's something okay. you're going to be putting on your PC for Jesus Christ. I don't know anybody could have a hard drive that big, but just the no. data in the game itself is that huge. Wow. So. I don't know if I'll still play it, but my God, it's a gorgeous game to look at. It really looks mm-hmm. good. Um, look. Let's see here. Borderlands 3 will finally be out of its epic exclusivity and making its way to Steam in March. Um, they are saying cross-play between the two storefronts will be enabled, as will the ability to mail weapons across platforms in the coming weeks that will follow after it releases. As of right now, the Super Deluxe version was the only one I saw listed, uh, but 2K did confirm that all three editions of the game will be on Steam. Um, And it also is when the second DLC, Guns, Love, and Tentacles, The Marriage of Wainwright and Hammerlock, which will launch all on the same day at March 26th. So if you were one of the ones waiting for it to get out of Epic... Yeah, you just got a you just got a little about a month to go. A little more patience. A little more patience. Um, Rockstar looks like they're teasing us now too. Did you see the fancy new logo on that website? I heard oh, about sleek. it. I didn't see it. It's fancy, man. It's all shiny and sleek. It's sexy. You should go look at it. So it's like mm-hmm. this sexy robot who's all shiny and gold, sitting on one leg, and got the other knee all bent up while they're holding the Rockstar R, almost like a harp. <laughs> And um, it's got a glass of champagne rusting on the star after the R there. And and uh, behind her is a champagne resting in an ice bucket with some like the star has some blue silk like draped over. It's like it's I don't know what it's alluding to. Uh, but of course, everyone's now speculating what that means because, you know, then they changed the logo like right before Red Dead and all this kind of stuff. And everybody's like, oh, my God, stuff is happening. Stuff is nice. happening. So now, so now we're doing it again. We're like, stuff is happening. Um, so okay. I guess keep an eye on uh, <laughs> Rockstar's website. They might have something to tell us here soon. We'll um, see. Do you remember the cricket when I told you about Plague Inc. seeing all of this huge rise in popularity because of the coronavirus? Yes. Oh, yeah. China banned that this week. The game altogether <laughs> out of the Chinese app store. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Endemic, uh, the developers came out and said, yeah, guys, we don't, we don't have any say in this. We don't, we don't, you know, um, is it the coronavirus? They haven't said, but do we think it's because of that? Yes, we do. Is basically, um, I paraphrased what they said, of course. And all of the cyberspace administration of China has said on the matter is that it includes content that is illegal in China. And that was that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of for the life of me why you would ban it, but um, I'm not over there. I don't know what they're doing. So, Hmm. and of course, big news for some people: Baldur's Gate three. 
There was a lot of mm-hmm. people are extremely excited about that. It actually does look pretty cool. Um, it was announced at a Google Stadia pre E3 event. Um, Divinity Original Sins Larian Studios are going to be mm-hmm. doing this one as well. It's releasing into early access at some point. They haven't given us a date, um, just supposedly sometime this year. It's supposed to be on Stadia, Steam, and GOG. And yeah. And apparently it's pretty tough. The devs did a playthrough online. I didn't watch the whole thing because it was like a couple hours. And like they were getting their asses handed to a man. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, so it's going to be brutal. So keep that in mind. Even the developers are like, yeah, we did a job here. Um, and let's see. Ooh, Monster Hunter World. The movie's got a release date. Uh, September, wasn't it? Yeah, September 4th, in fact. September um, 4th, okay. All on the, uh, the the little website that you sent me, we got a couple of posters to show off Mila Jovovich looking all hot and tough and muddy and holding a big old sword. And then you also mm. have another of uh, Tony Jaw with the huge bow and the arrows on his back looking all hot and tough and muddy. Um <laughs> With just, you know, the desolate background. So uh, if you were looking forward to it right now, we are looking at September 4th. And you can go to theaters and check out if this is going to be a monstrosity or really good. And I would probably say if the trailer is not out right now when it releases Mm -hmm. or when this episode is out, I guarantee it's going to be out this week. I'd bet yeah, I didn't see it. a trailer. So because usually the way it works is anytime we start seeing promotional stills or posters, guarantee we're going to see a trailer here very soon. So if not today, sometime this week, Tuesday, most likely. Try to keep an eye on that. So we'll talk about All it next right. week, hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then I, because I, I already know we're like on the fence about this whole thing from all the information that we've reported on this movie over the what year I would say at least. It's just um, that one thing. It's it. just, it's that one. So having to bring it here, me. yeah, yeah. So just, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they got big shoes to fill now since we have two actually good video game movies that have been released. Granted, a totally different genre, but still, um, still, still a video game movie. And they've proven it can be done. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. solid premise. Stop messing with what works. Stick to and what- gamers will let you know if you screw it up. So just, mm-hmm. I'm sure they already know this. I hope <laughs> if, <laughs> they did if some one, research. If one monster in the trailer does not look like it's supposed to, you're getting there blasted. will be hell to pay. You're getting blasted because you better go the way of Sonic and refigure that shit. Man. Mm-hmm. I'm just that is not a Diablos. Are you nuts? Look mm-hmm. at the horns. They're bent wrong. You will be canceled. Mm -hmm. Twitter will hate you. So we're also having fun now speculating about a new Splinter Cell. We keep going back and forth about this Mm. game, man. But I'll argue my case here. I kind of think it might be. All right. So some information for you. Apparently back in 2019, I didn't know this, uh, that Facebook signed an exclusive deal to put Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed games in Oculus VR headsets. All right. Didn't know that until I was looking this up. Uh, But it's still a rumor, but Splinter Cell was being worked on. So I did some connecting the dots here. So we have heard and have reported here on this podcast that Ubisoft is, in fact, saying that they were going to put out five AAA titles by the end of the year, right? Three of which we knew, two were kind of an unknown. Some people were speculating Mm -hmm. Far Cry or Assassin's Creed to be one of those other two, but we didn't know. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Ubisoft's CEO said the Splinter Seal series isn't dead. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The creative director of the Splinter Cells games, Maxime Blonde, if you remember us reporting earlier mm-hmm. this year, had returned to Ubisoft after a stint at Epic Games. I mean, seems like the stars are aligning pretty well. So what does this mean? Ubisoft, in fact, was working on a VR title. That's what they're doing. It was also noted that they were seeking for a narrative designer for a project. And while you read through the requirements of what little they could say about the project as they were looking to hire people, the game is unannounced AAA VR is what they've got in in their job search. There have been rumors of other games floating, but nothing truly worth mentioning. So... Do we think we're going to be getting a VR Splinter Cell game? I mean, it kind of seems like maybe. There's a lot of dots here that connect very nicely together to lend itself to that being the case. I'm not like someone who was like a huge Splinter Cell fan growing up, mind you. So like I don't have Mm -hmm. like a huge dog in the race. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we're going to hear about that. And I think it would be actually kind of cool in in, in VR. Yeah. I mean, I played uh splinter cell i think i played a game on the gamecube and then i think i played one on the 3ds and the 3ds game had a glitch in it that broke the game and i couldn't play it from beyond that and then i was just like well screw this game then and then i put it Mm -hmm. down so i never went back to splinter cell after that So. I never did play it. I had a girlfriend um, when I was younger that her husband was super addicted to them. And mm-hmm. he played on PC, though. So every time there was a new iteration of the game, he was always like, right at Best Buy, ready to buy that game. Yeah, we had to leave the house, kids, to go buy games. Mm-hmm. And they went. he had to go and get it and bring it back. So that was like, I'd watch him play it because sometimes the story was kind of cool. If you put it up on yeah. the TV, I almost could just like watch it like a movie as long as there mm-hmm. was no like lulls in their playtime or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, even a VR Assassin's Creed might be cool, but we know they're working on VR and it seems like with mm-hmm. all of the stuff that they're shifting around, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say sure. so if you were excited for Splinter Cell, there might be a reason to get excited about it again. For sure. But outside of that, Steven, you ready for some truth or trash? Hit me. Let's see here. So this week. Let, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> that was, was trying, so adorable. Try not to do that in the, the microphone there. But. <clears throat> no, you did great. You did great. So, Kojima Productions kind of mm-hmm. teased us with a tweet this week. Sorry to be... I figured this is one we actually both can play. Because I will admit, I don't actually know what the end of this one is. So, we both can play Truth or Trash on this one. I just thought okay. it was interesting. Uh, so, Kojima Productions teased us with a tweet this week saying... Sorry to be silent, everyone. Been really busy lately, dot, dot, dot. I think I can say more soon about where we are going to, dot, dot, dot. And then it just falls into ellipses. And there's a pic of a gentleman there on a phone sitting at a desk looking at the camera. But then if you look at the desk, he's got a pen in his hand with a post-it note underneath. And the words say, next week? Question mark. So this is going to be my bit of truth or trash for you. Okay. I I'm gonna play along with you. I'm gonna play along with you. I think next week we're gonna hear it's another Silent Hill game. Do you agree with me? No. No. All right. <laughs> because there is no way in hell Konami is gonna let that happen. 
I'm saying sorry to be silent, everyone. Been real busy. And we've been hearing rumors about a horror game getting another produced. So that's why I'm thinking they might, they might take a stab at some version of this. They might take a stab. But I have no proof. Again, I read this tweet. I took this tweet. I'm going to keep an eye on it next week to see if we were right or wrong or what it is. Or they could have been pulling our leg altogether and it's not even going to be a game. I have no idea. But I figured we could play that one together. Hmm. Uh, So, but the other one I have. And I'm fairly certain we've reported on this console a while ago. But it was announced a while ago and completely funded on Indiegogo, Atari's next console. And I know Hmm. I think you talked about it, actually. We have talked about Um, it and it's been it's been a while since we've heard anything about it. And so um, as I was looking things up, I saw this come back across my desk. Uh, the release date was set for next month. Yes. Now, as I was looking through everything, I hadn't really seen any other information being handed around from Atari, what games we'll be playing, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So my truth or trash to you, Steven, are we actually going to see this Atari console next month? I mean, I'm going to say true, because if not, there's going to be a riot. Right? Because it was crowdfunded, man. It was crowdfunded completely, fully. They mm-hmm. they had all this stuff saying, hey, you're going to get all your, your game controllers and your wooden finish. And don't screw people out of stuff. It just feels so, like I couldn't find any more correspondence unless they're getting told, like, you know, how Patreon people can send just Patreon people. Maybe you can send just Indiegogo people info and not put it out. But I can't mm-hmm. see any correspondence about this thing anymore. And it's still due out next month. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So both of these I should be able to know here very soon whether what, what it is that Kojima is announcing and um, if, in fact, next month Atari will be um, – hitting that date that they promised everybody that's true i'd forgotten about that so but yeah it is supposed to be uh, well it was so many years ago that they crowdfunded this thing too because i had forgotten how long ago it was i was looking it up it was like five years ago or some garbage like it's been so long it's been so long (laughs) it's been a while and since i can't find anything about games that are even going to go on it like i'm just i'm wondering i'm just wondering Mm -hmm. all right i do have kind of weird news We're going to put it under weird news just because it was interesting to me. But speaking of Atari now, this actually happened in January, but I just found it. and We're going to talk about it now. But anyway, so uh, (laughs) last month, Atari announced that it would be breaking ground on a series of gaming hotels for eight U.S. cities. It is planning on starting this year with uh, a -a one-of-a-kind video game-themed destination. Mm -hmm. The cities at its sites right now are Phoenix, Arizona, Austin, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Mm -hmm. Denver, Colorado, Las Vegas, Nevada, San Francisco, and San Jose, California, and Seattle, Washington. So each hotel is said to feature game rooms with consoles... AR and VR setups in your rooms. It is also gunning for those sweet, sweet esports events and tournaments. So it's obviously building all those really nice, big stadium size buildings, you know, like those meeting rooms that hotels will have, Mm -hmm. Uh, gyms, restaurants, bars, but also a movie theater. Weird. Hopefully you're getting a bed too. I don't. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't I would want a bed. <laughs> I'm hoping every fridge is filled with G fuel, too, just because it would make me laugh. But anyway, <laughs> so what begs the question? If the new console Atari's been quietly cooking up and crowdfunded will be included in your room as well. And if there will be any games for you to play on it. <laughs> <laughs> or this is just the most extravagant marketing event for a console that I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it seems extravagant. I kind of want to see something like that, but I don't see them taking off in a way that would make them viable because gaming is pop- man. Yeah, gaming as popular as it is, it's still niche. It's not for everybody, you know? I don't know. I see it as like one of those where like mom and dad's like, hey, the kids like that. This could be fun. There's a bar. Let's go for a vacation for the weekend sure. or something. And then mm-hmm. get addicted to the VR in the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But, hey, if it ever gets built here in the city, I'll, I'll drive by there, man. I'll try to see if they'll let me take a look-see, look around. Um, sure. I'm assuming we're probably years out if they were just oh, talking yeah. about it in January and they're probably only breaking down ground. I think it was next month might be mm. one of the first ones. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Um, let's play Name That Game. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Stop no, the no, music. No, uh, stop. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw in. Rewind want- my dance. I want to throw in one little bit of weird news that I just happened to remember that I heard earlier today. Okay. And this could be, I mean, it's news, but it's just, it's, I'm putting it in weird news because it's just like, what? I'm sure we've talked about this at some point and I'm trying to remember when, but it's been so long ago. Dead or Alive 6 has the worst Mm -hmm. microtransaction nonsense where they forcing you to pay for so much. It's like, Almost $2,000 worth of DLC. Okay? Wow. That's a fact. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that. Now, yeah. now they are apparently charging you to change the color of your hair. Your character's hair. Not not to change it. Like, if you, if you had a character and you changed it from blonde to blue, if you wanted to change it again, it would cost you yet another dollar. You're not buying the hair color. You're buying the ability to change your hair color at that moment. Oh my God. Every one of you get a refund on that game now and don't support this. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It is. I don't even think a mobile game would charge you to change. Oh, that's a lie. But they would at least give you like three hair colors to choose from. Yeah, at least. Is this game any good? No, it's dead or alive. What are you talking about? All it is is big boobs and fighting and boobs. Okay. okay, but hey, hey, let's get back to the music and let's play name that game. <laughs> and good. Okay, <laughs> I hope you were still humming it just perfectly. So in this first game, <laughs> well, you'll figure it out. I'll figure um, it. So as a ninja. You will need to always be hidden in the shadows. Your objective is simple. Escape the evil facility from a company that is trying to conquer the world. The Polo Jokos is an evil facility founded by one of the worst men ever encountered. The evil Mr. Tinger Ninger. I'm going to make sure to over-enunciate that word, okay, guys? He's building a new chemical that will affect humanity on the worst way ever possible. 
He plans to use chemicals to sell it to the black market and then extend his empire even more. You, as a hero, entered the facilities to get this chemical, steal the formula and of it, and put an end to the Mr. Tinger Ninger evil empire. Is this game a sh- nin? Huh? Huh? I was going to say, if you say one word wrong, because I heard so many wrong things. Why do you think I, I know was over enunciating? I know, <laughs> but there was even a moment where the audio cut off just barely when oh you said God. hero. Don't sabotage me, audio. Don't sabotage I'm just, me. I didn't say I'm it. I'm just saying. And you were already trying to enunciate the one word, and then it said hero. And I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no i would yeah. never do that i know you wouldn't i'm just <laughs> hopefully saying hopefully all of you at home that your audio was perfect and you heard exactly what i said <laughs> <laughs> but is this game a ninja shadows b ninja stealth c ninja vanish or d ninja uh, ninja tinger a love story Okay. I kind of gave you that one. Yeah, I was about to say if that one stands out, so I'm going to toss it aside. Um, <laughs> I just had to. I'm like, well, this Ninja Banish is Ninja Banish is a line from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original movie. Uh, so the first, which two, I still say to this day. So do I. It's awesome. <laughs> it's just uh, embedded in our heads. Ninja Stealth and Ninja Shadow. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? I feel yeah, shadow like, stealth or vanish. I feel like ninja stealth is so basic that the moment you saw it, there was like, well, that just sounds lame. And that's why you picked it. So. <laughs> oh, does he know me too well? You are right. The answer is B, ninja stealth. Woo. Almost like now he's learning how I'm scouring steam now, hey. baby. I know how I look at games. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. If I don't even know how to pronounce it, I'm like, nope. It would be Mm. perfect if I even knew what that word was. I don't even know how to make plays on it. All right, your second game. This is simple. For the time being, choose the right example, solution, or not. Each correct answer removes clothes from girls. What is six plus eight? Answer, and the women lose some clothes. Nice graphics, easy gameplay. Train your memory and math ability with sexy girls. Is this game? (laughs) So this is like those little uh, video poker machines. Kind of. Basically, it's what it looked like. like, You had like two really hot chicks on the side of a chalkboard. And and be some garby looking woman with her cowboy hat and be like, "Eh," and then take her hat off every time you win. The hat might have been too much clothes, but yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But is this game A- Adult math, B, sexy studies, C, strip for statistics, or D, candy loves calculus. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, there's all good names. Well, I mean, that's definitely the- a stripper name. Give me a break. Sorry if you're named yeah. Candy, but I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of candies in those places, and candy. we will talk later about why I know that. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> adult math A sounds so meh. Everything else sounds very creative. So I'm going to say adult math. 
the problem is I did choose shit this week that I really wanted to play words on with. So you are right. It is a adult math. When I'd see sometimes I just like fell to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. but I just I really want to play around with this name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're two for two. You'll get this third one here. I'm going because he's on to me sweet. now, guys. He's on to me. I almost have to. I might have to come up with a new game. All right. In this game, you will play for a girl who was Okay, let's see if I can even read it. In this game, you will play for a girl who was left alone to spend the night at home. Ooh, I don't know why that was so hard for me to read. She cannot sleep. It seems to her that her who's watching. What? Yeah, yeah I know. I tried. I should have rewrote it to see if it made sense, no, but no. I just copied what they put. Yeah. Um, so it seems to her that her who's watching after a while, Senia notice someone or something passed by her room in the game. You will need to be careful. The danger can appear from nowhere. Your actions affect the ending of the game. Is this game? <laughs> I watched the trailer too. Okay. I don't know why I do that to myself, but, um, is this game a night terrors B danger C, evil. D, why won't this woman sleep already? I still don't even know what the game is. Yeah. Uh, I, had, I had to watch the trailer to figure it out. <laughs> all right, read them to me one more time just to make sure I got them. Okay, A is night terrors. Mm-hmm. B, danger. C, evil. D, why won't this woman sleep already? They're all so, except for the for D, that's a great title, and I'm sure you came up with that. The rest of them are just so. I really felt like throw away D today. As you can tell, I was like, screw it, we're throwing away D. I'm going to go with, I guess it was B, Danger. B, Danger. What's up, Danger? Now that song's What's in my up, head. Danger. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the answer is C. Damn evil. <laughs> Almost Damn. a clean sweep. Almost a clean sweep. Oh, well. Uh, Who's the real winner ups- here after all, anyway? <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to upstage you. That's that's why I that's threw fair. it away. That's fair. That's good of you. Hmm. I think I got one clean sweep one time. Just one. Yeah. And I played it for, what, a year? About a year? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Stats are good. <laughs> Which tells you there's really no way to have a strategy for this game. It's all that, on the person who writes the game stuff. You know? That's right. And it that really just is. means that we did a good job doing our job. If I can keep mm-hmm. you blocked, did a good job. If you start getting them all and you start winning every week, then that's I true. just might as well not even try. Might as well stop, right? Well, since I didn't have anything cool to sell you this week, we could mm-hmm. move on to our headliner which is also a big piece of news that happened this week. I just waited till the end to talk about it. Um, So probably anybody in the gaming world has heard about this news this week, that one of the the passing of Kazuhisa Hashimoto on February 25th at the age of 61, who is best known for being the creator of the Konami code. As we all know, that infamous code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start. So I thought it might be interesting to dive a little bit into this code in the games, how he decided on even implementing the code in the first place, and some really cool places that you might could find the code that you hadn't thought of before, just to kind of show that 
it is definitely gaming culture. We all mm-hmm. know it, but that it's so far reached outside of that, that it's kind of crazy to think about something so simple that has had an effect on things that don't even involve gaming really and truly like mm-hmm. if, you, if you get to some of those things. So uh, the little bit of news I could find about Hashimoto, I will admit, I really wanted this to be more of like um, doing more of like a biography on his life, but he must have lived a very calm, cool, collected life because there's not a lot of news about this gentleman. So good for you that you managed to make it out <laughs> in this industry with no real bad or, you know, anything to, to go along with it. But we do have a little bit of a backstory on Hashimoto. Um, he did originally join the Konami team back in 1981. And he worked there all the way up until 2010. So he had a nice long stretch at the at Konami. So um, at this time, though, Konami was best known for their coin-operated products, mostly like slot machines, gambling games, things of that nature. So his first mm-hmm. job was actually creating the circuit boards for these games when he was initially hired straight out of college. Uh, when Konami expanded to arcade games like Scramble, Super Cobra, and, of course, eventually made their way onto the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, one of the first games that Hashimoto worked on for the NES was the conversion of track and field, which it took about six months to complete between him. And it depends on which article you read, one other programmer or four other programmers. So we're never going to know maybe at this point. Uh, but him and at least one to five other people. Um, he later resumed work on the game to help design a controller for it, as it was reported that players were upset that the original NES controller was painful to use for that game. I never could find a picture of this. I tried so hard to find either what the design was. Did mm-hmm. the design happen? Did Nintendo make it? Were we bitching about the controller that we already know about? It's very hard to find information on that. But back in then, when you now let's go to 1986, where he worked on the home console port of Gradius, which was the very first video game to actually use the Konami code. Uh, And I didn't know that either, because I'll mention in a minute what game I'm sure we were all thinking of. But Hashimoto originally put the code in for playtesting as an aid to those who simply just couldn't beat the game. Actually, he couldn't beat the game. So (laughs) if you needed it for playtesting, he decided to create this code so that he could actually get through it. Um, And the reason being for the sequence that he chose... It was just super easy for him to remember and very hard to duplicate through regular gameplay. So it, it was just like, it was so fascinating to find. It was just as simple as that. He's just like, I can't beat the game. I'm going to put in a code so I can get through the game to see if it works. Fair. Um, so when you did put in this Konami code, as it's known now, um, you would, uh, you would do it on the pause screen. So if most of you even remember how to even use the code, uh, you put it on the uh, pause screen, you would use the code and you got power ups for like speed up double or laser for your ship. Um, you actually could use it on the PC version too. So instead of BA, you would hit the numbers two, one, um, which would activate full options, missiles and shields for Gradius. So apparently this game was extremely brutal to get through. Uh, but the reason why he actually left the code in the game, it was a mistake. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to ship with the game. Uh, some sources say it just wasn't on purpose. They discovered it later on and then just decided to leave it because fixing it could have actually caused more bugs and glitches in the game. 
So one thing that bothered me, though, is I wanted to figure out who discovered that it was actually there in the first place. Because that back in the day, you either had to have a friend who knew the code to tell you, or mm. maybe you subscribed to some sort of print magazine that might have told you a cheat or something here or there. Um, but... Regardless, it was an accident that it even got left in the game. <laughs> sure. But his inspiration for even using a code in the first place was because of hidden commands in 1983's Xevious by Atari. So apparently in that game, at the start, you could go to the left of the screen and drop a bunch of bombs repeatedly until a message would appear and you would gain 10 points. So a developer message would pop up and gain 10 points for that. So that's what gave him the idea to do that. So, of course, one of the other games was Contra in 1988, which I think most of us, I won't speak for everyone, but that was the first game I thought it actually appeared in. Mm -hmm. And so this game actually sold a ton more than Gradius did. And it was probably one of the first games, again, that you thought of that had the code. It granted you 30 lives. So it was probably the one thing that prevented many players back in the day from throwing the game cartridge against the wall and calling it a day because Contra was hard. As one stray bullet on Contra meant game over. You had to start it all over again, guys, from the beginning. And that game was notorious for how hard it was to compete. But remember, at the time, Contra and Gradius were arcade ports. So it was meant to be brutal to cause you to spend as much money as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. The difficulty level just went unchanged when they ported it to console. So being able to put the code in and be granted 30 lives at the time was huge. It meant you could possibly actually get through one of these old NES school, uh, old school games. Because Travis, sure. plenty of those games, I know you've heard us talk about it here before. Like you probably have plenty of Nintendo games sitting at home that's just never been beaten. You couldn't figure yeah. it out. You got tired of starting it all over. You just gave up on the game, right? I mean, there was so a it, reason that a game genie became my best friend because I beat so many games I never could. <laughs> I loved that game genie. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was it really was a good investment. It really was a good investment. Oh, yeah. Is, isn't that the thing? Like, we had no cheats or anything. So they were actually selling devices that caused the cheat for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then... Obviously, uh, it's been included in what I could find more than 100 Konami games that had the cheat in it um, or some version of it, even if it was more of like an Easter egg or for nostalgia for the code. Um, it's become treasured among all of us gamers and developers alike since we have nods to it on the Google Stadia controller. I think we all noticed that too during E3 and was wondering about it. Um mm -hmm. It was apparently even in Fortnite in their black hole event as an Easter egg. You put in the code and got like some mini shooting game that popped hmm. up. Um, it was in Castlevania. It was in Metal Gear, Final Fantasy, League of Legends. I could go on. So these are just all of these different games that put it in for one reason or other. But do keep in mind, just because it was implemented doesn't mean this cheat was put in there to help you along your way. Because... If you tried to put in that cheat code, maybe you bought Gradius 3 and you sat down, you're having a good time, you're all set up for tons of fun, you got your snacks, you got everything, I'm a cheat. You go in, you enter the Konami code, only to find this time, it blows your ship up. Game over. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's not really a cheat anymore. Now the code's messing with you. You as the gamer now have the mental anguish of deciding whether you want to try this code or not. Will <laughs> it backfire? I have no idea. But I thought that was lovely. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> 
to imagine. Then you have to start over anyway. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> but it's also made its appearances in many other places. Um, in 2009, if you went to ESPN's website and put in the code, apparently it would rain down ponies and unicorns. Okay. Why not? I don't know. Why not? Um, but another one, in 2017, the Bank of Canada joined in on this fund as well. If you went to their website when they were celebrating their new $10 banknote, if you inputted the code, it would shower the screen in money and play the National Anthem of Canada. <laughs> All right. It's become such an ingrained thing. It's such a meme that I just can imagine that he wasn't even thinking how far reaching and how in 30 years that this code that he accidentally left in a game was going to have so much impact on other games and media alike in the following years. Sure. Um, but from there on, all I could find is he did go on to work on several other Konami projects with about nine other games he could be credited on in some form or another. Um, but obviously, a serious mark on the gaming industry is now one of the most beloved used gaming codes in the world. Even people who aren't gamers probably have heard of this code for some reason. They may not know why. Hell, the code even made its way into DDR in most every single iteration, unlocking super codes, song level difficulties, and even with <laughs> and even a song called... 30 lives up up down down mix by the motion sick i recommend going to listen to this actually because they have a nice little like fun dance that looks like the mock like up up down down yeah oh my god you've got to go watch it um <laughs> it's a song about the code kind of i mean it's a love song that he says i want to spend my 30 lives with you Oh. You know, and then they have the whole up, up, dad, dad, like chorus thing that gets real catchy and everything. Um, I would just say it's worth a watch at least once in your life. I didn't know that they made a song about it, but you can unlock it in one of the versions of DDR, apparently. Um, so as you can see, as it's branched out from Konami games, you can see how it's really solidified itself as the code in the gaming industry. Um, Bioshock Infinite even had it where you could, uh, if you beat the game once, you could unlock 1999 mode, uh, where is a throwback to the old school shooters with tougher enemies, a leaner health bar, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you had to enter it in on the main screen again, and then you just unlocked this mode. Borderlands 2 used it. I didn't know. I might fire up Borderlands 2 now just so I can check this part of it out. But if you did it on the title screen, it unlocks the ability to toggle an extra wubs setting on the gameplay options menu. Mm -hmm. But it's description. Uh, this literally does nothing. Sorry. <laughs> so you did all that for really no reason. <laughs> I don't know. I think the trolling version of this code just brought me more joy than anything else. Sure. Um. I also came across an article about how gamers discovered the code in Excalibur. You remember that old movie? Like way back? Yeah. Like old really? ass movie, right? So during a scene, and I had to listen to it pretty carefully, but I, I think they're actually correct. It was in a scene they call Charm of Making. Morgana in the movie is circling Merlin. It's like this really eerie scene, you know? Um, and it sounds as if his chant, in fact, was... Up, up, down, down, left, uh. And like you just had to, and I'm like, oh my God, they're chanting the freaking Konami code in freaking Excalibur. Um, hmm. So movies now, like in like long old movies, it's not even like something recent. This is our creed. This code, if you're a gamer, you know it, you cherish it. You probably remember when you had to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You could say it's kind of our way of life. So in other words, Hashimoto, thank you so much for the years of cheats, Easter eggs, and fun things that we've done. The console ports. Thank you for making those playable, even if it wasn't on purpose. Thank you for the code. <laughs> yeah. Here's the 30 years of that code. Hopefully we'll still see it around. I'm grateful it existed. I know. I'm, I'm happy I was able to pass some things because of your ingenious or mm-hmm. your mistake. It worked out beautifully. So I'll just end my little piece here with the tweet that his longtime friend, who also worked with him at Konami, Yuji Takanuchi, tweeted out. Please keep making games in heaven. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So best love and wishes to his family. Seemed like an amazing guy. If you can't find any bad news on an, on an individual, I think that speaks volumes about his life and how he lived it as an individual. Right. Um, and thank you for making such a huge impact in the gaming world. I bet he just had no clue that he was just trying to get through playtesting his own game. Like mm-hmm. how far reaching something that simple. Just I, I made it up because I that I could remember that sequence. That's all. There was no really cool story and it was not supposed to be left in the game, which I found yeah. the most interesting. I didn't know that wasn't on purpose. It was just like, oh, oops. Well, maybe people won't use it. <laughs> and if you oh, look no, at a lot did. of stories in history like that, the accidents are the mm-hmm. long-standing ones. Not something that somebody intended to do, but the accidents that people remember. For I I feel like it just it gives it more depth for some reason yeah. you know because if you meant to do it and it latched on well that's good you know that's great but if you didn't mean to do it there's something about that why is this accident so important why does it mean so much to so many people mm-hmm. all because of one little mistake and it's it's like you said it's become a culture it and is. I rem- I remember as a kid when when the code I don't remember what my my headspace was upon hearing it. It wasn't like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever." It was just like, "Dude, there's mm-hmm. a cheat code for this game. You got to up up down down left right left right B A start. Go." Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Okay, I'll remember that. I'll just I'll put it down." And then you get home, it's you pop in contra up up down down left right. And then it wouldn't work. You're like, well, what did I do wrong? So, I mean, you got <laughs> right. to do it within this and do it again. And you finally do it. And you're like, yeah, culture, baby. Yeah. And you just start playing. Did you ever lose even with the 30 lives? I mean, there would be a game over at some point. but I don't there remember was also- now if I did. I feel like it's something I would have done is still lose the game even with a yeah. cheat. You'll, you'll burn through your 30 lives regardless. But if mm-hmm. you can at least continue with the 30 lives, then you'll you'll make it. Because there's yeah. there's no way, no, I don't give a damn who you are. You cannot beat that game without. The I would 30. love there's to see. No you know what? Way. I should probably look that up because I would also have to see the whole gameplay. Of course, I don't know if I'd believe it in this day and age. The way people can doctor stuff up. Yeah, I just, I, I there's no way. It was really no brutal. It was so yeah. brutal. At least I don't with know the thirty that- lives. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, at least with the 30 lives, you know that even if you die, okay, I got another one. Let's just keep going, keep going, keep going. And you try your best to avoid whatever mm-hmm. dangers are coming your way. But again, with the 30 lives in your, you know that they're there, losing them doesn't matter. You're just kind of like, eh. And you just keep going. You know what I mean? Until you're at 29 and only halfway through, you're like, well, I guess I should have paid a little bit of attention. But yeah. I mean, I could just remember like bullets would just fly stray all over the place and you're like how did that even i'm yeah. all the way up here you know <laughs> like what the 
It doesn't matter what you do. You're moving constantly. And even when you think you're dodging something, you're going to hit something else or they yeah, hit you from behind. Something like, else. Yeah, you're just like, screw this. So, yeah, it was just, it was an impactful thing in my life. And I, I remember as a kid, once that code appeared, there, it was mentally something with, with my little group. I'm sure it was kids everywhere, but it was just yeah. like, I wonder if it'll work on this game. Or I want to yeah, try you it. it mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously we didn't really identify it as the Contra code. Well, we, I guess it was more as the Contra code than the Konami code. Because yeah. when we found another game that would use it, it was like, ah, so this is, it's like a gaming code. But the Konami part, as kids, we hadn't connected. It was Contra. Sure, yeah. Was I don't game. think I ever put those dots together until much, much later either. Yeah. Until it started so, appearing in more and more games. Yeah. So it was more what game might use this code. So you try whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it led people, at least in my group, to try codes. So if we learned a new code for a new game, we'd be like, I wonder if that code work here. So you'd, you'd try whatever just to see if you'd come up with something. And that's probably where a lot of these codes came from. With mm-hmm. Once one got out, we would just try things. And eventually yeah. you would hit a combination of something that worked. And they would just get out into the, to the world. I remember I tried it in Mike Tyson's punch out too. Cause I was just like, come on, somebody has got to help me beat Mike mm. Tyson. It didn't work, but I was hopeful. I was really <laughs> hopeful. I'm like, well, it did work for this and I can't beat Mike Tyson. So, but at least they gave you a code I know, on Mike Tyson. So that's like the first Nintendo game I can remember where like, if you lost, it wasn't necessarily having to start the whole thing over. Mm. You would just have to get whatever four-digit code it popped up to you, and you could write it down. So that was the closest I can remember of having, like, a save spot, you know? Yeah. Um, unless but, you found somebody who knew the Mike Tyson code and would give it hmm. to you, and then you could just, like, skip to Mike Tyson. Now you just have to beat him. But, but yeah, that I mean, isn't that the, the funny part about that code is the Mike Tyson code is just your ability to watch yourself get punched in the face and go down in 30 seconds or less? Mm, I mean, that's what you're essentially <laughs> doing because – I've never beaten Mike Tyson. <laughs> I don't know if I did either. Now that I think about it, I know we tried a lot because like my niece and my nephew and I, we, we'd always played like Ninja Turtles together. Like we always played the NES together. And like, dear God, I want to say one of them did though. I'd have to call mm-hmm. her up and see now just, but I want to say one of them did, but I don't know. I think I beat everybody else, but Mike. Now when there was a reboot of it, where it was like mm-hmm. updated graphics or whatever, like was it on Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64 or something they, like that? I feel like they I got did. like a facelift and sort of a reboot. There was a that there was I a, think I beat. Yeah, there was a rehash. They they had to rename it Punch Out on the NES, so there was yes. like a reissue without Mike Tyson. Then there was a Super Nintendo version, Super Punch Out, and then I think the last iteration they had was on the Wii. And it I didn't just even think have Mike they, though, right? No, it was just punch out. All the characters were very animated and cartoonish. I actually enjoyed the way that like the characters came off. It was just oh, really yeah. fun. Oh yeah, that was actually one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Maniac Mansion, so. Punch Out. I played the crap out of those two games. I tried Contra a lot, but I didn't mm. do a very good job. And Turtles, like those were like the ones I can remember playing like a ton. Because you mm. always exhausted Mario pretty early. Because back in the day, you used to get a game with the console you bought. And yeah. two controllers and all that kind of stuff. So, like, obviously, you had to exhaust the game it came with first before your parents were like, yeah, you can have another game. But no, so you had to beat it. <laughs> so once you beat it. You know, I never maybe thought. Maybe another game. Now that you bring up Mario, because of the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, 
I wanted to see how the service worked. And that was the first game I booted up with Super Mario Brothers. I don't think I realized how done I am with that game. Like, I played through the first level, and I was just like, I don't want to play this anymore. You know? She tried the code now. I don't know if I ever tried it on any of the Mario games. I don't think it would have. I know it might have been before, like, Nintendo Mm. was like, all right, let's start throwing it in other games. But But I I don't mean that to say that I dislike the game. I'm not saying that. I just think I have played it so much that I am done playing it. I it don't served its play purpose it. and its yeah. time, and and I will just I, look back on it with fond memories. Yeah, yep. I recommend. I recommend all new gamers play it just once, if if nothing else. Yeah. Try to get through it. Or see get what back you to can the do roots. with it. Yeah, but see where it all came from. I think I'm done with that game. I don't think I want to play it anymore. Yeah, I have no interest in booting up any other kind of Mario game either. Hmm. And especially, like, on the first one, wasn't there, like, some t- uh, tube that you could find and, like, skip a whole mess of levels and then just try to uh, beat it or whatever? That was the only way I think that's, I ever beat the first one, too. <laughs> yeah, that's how <laughs> so I play the game. like cheats. Like, I know the pattern of gameplay in which I will play the game. I'll go here, I'll go here, I'll go up into the tunnel and go down to four, and then I'll go to four, two, and then I'll go up that one, and I'll go to eight, and then I'll beat it. Yep. I know my pattern. And I've, I've actually played it before to play the entire game just mm-hmm. for something new because there are some levels I don't know as well as others because I skipped them. Or so have much. I ever even seen it? Yeah, you yeah. skipped it so much. <laughs> so I've done that. Like, it's like a brand new game now. Yeah, so I've done that just to, to play the game in a, in a way that I've never played it. But I just, I've, I've beaten it. I've played it. I, I'm done. I don't yeah. know what more it's I can It's not like we're it. lacking for things to play these days like we no. were back then, though. Like, back then, you just, you, yeah, you, you got what you got. Mm. and i think and usually i can remember always thinking it was fun just because i had a new video game Mm. that if i were to like play something similar to that now i'd be like "Ah." and i think that's why i was kind of looking at that nintendo switch online the older game service like i'm looking at it with nostalgia and being like that would be fun to play again but i don't know if i would go out of my way like i think if i just wanted to kill some time maybe it was just like Mm -hmm. "Eh, i'll play this for a few minutes or 30 minutes or so just don't know if I would invest a lot of time in those games yeah. because, like you said, we've got so much. We really do, and it's mm. been upgraded so much that I'll admit, kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into the way games are going now. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, yeah. I really enjoy it. But I'm glad that I could say that I started so young, and I actually have fond memories of like the different consoles and seeing how it's evolved over the years. It's it's really cool. So that's why, again, you, you have that thing where you're like telling them kids like, yeah, you should play that. See what it was like back then when you're bitching about how you have nothing to play or you don't like mm-hmm. this. You know, it's like I had two games. You have to. But it like it. I was to go outside. <laughs> yeah, we had to venture out to the video store for something new. I got hopes- to go to the pawn shop once a month and Ooh. I was allowed one more video game and a CD. That was what oh. I, I that was what I got each month because it was 50 cents for a game. Like if I had a, I could get one game if it was a dollar, but if it was 50 cents, I was allowed to get two games at the pawn shop. And then I just had to play those till I beat them. I would love going to the video store to see if anything new was there. I played so many terrible games because our choices were limited. And it was just like, well, this this is new. I'll try that. And then you'd play it. It would be so bad. You'd just be like, I really don't want to play it, but I've got it until Monday. So right? I'm <laughs> so I spend my dollar. I would get all my use out of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that is, that's something to think about. We, we did, we have generations of consoles behind us. We got mm-hmm. to see I've them I kept evolve. all of mine. Yeah. I don't know if hardly any of them work, but I'm, that's the one thing I will hoard is all my different consoles and gaming paraphernalia over the years because I just find it fascinating to see how it's just evolved so much mm-hmm. and all my Nintendo stuff. I regret doing what I did to my power glove. I had a power glove. Oh, no. What'd you do with it? I don't know. <laughs> oh. I don't know I don't know, know where the pad is. I, I had the running pad. I remember that. I have no I idea where one. that is. Mm-hmm. I did have one of those and played like the Olympic games or whatever that was on it. I remember that. God love Nintendo, man. I'm yeah. actually, I'm going to do a piece about that at some point because like they've been trying to get you to fricking move since the eighties, even if it was I a have. video game. And mm-hmm. I've actually, that that's, that's one thing I, we're, we're probably going to talk about at some point was just like all that different stuff over the years. But <sighs> either way. Go, go around now and go punch in that code in different places. I bet a lot of you can find some Easter eggs probably, especially now in the coming weeks. And let us sure. know if you found a website that's cleverly implemented it or maybe you see it on a billboard, a sign, um, a meme, something cool. Send it our way over on our Twitter. I'd love to check it out because it's really cool to see how far reaching this code has become, even if it's not anything to do with a video game. Maybe you found it in another movie or some sort of reference to it. Just like, mm-hmm. let us know. I think it would be cool to, to see all those different things and how much she's inspired a lot of the stuff. But um, absolutely. outside of that, that's our show. A little light today for news and everything, but I think uh, pretty good stuff in there. You sure. guys check it out. Yeah. So that's our show. Hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can also send us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art that Steven puts all of his love and time into. Support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform, even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Tell your friends you can find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podbean. Ah, I screwed it up. I was doing so well. You can find us on Take Two. You didn't hear that. Tell your friends you can find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Or Pencil Paper Productions. I I give up. Just thank you for listening. I am Lacia Finley. And I am Stephen White. I am not editing any of this out. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, well, in that case, you can just join us again next time. Super Mega Crash siblings fit it and scare you off. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.